0: Chabella, it's your girl Shea Coulee here. And today on Wanna Be On Top, we take a trip to Milan, Italy with the girls of Cycle 2 of America's Next Top Model. This episode is what dreams are made of, baby. We are chatting with top four finalists of Cycle 2, April Wilkner, about her time on Top Model, her experience in Italy, and what it was really like to work with Camille. Stay tuned.
1: FOREVER
0: DOG! With me, Shea Coulee. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee and welcome to Want to Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert, Maxwell Esposito. Hey, babe, how's it going?
2: Hi, Shay. Last week was so fun to talk to Monet about all the on-camera work the girls got into on cycle two. I love that we all showed up with the same note, which was um justice for Camille. I mean, we <laughs> love her. Um, I'm really excited today though, because we're gonna talk about the trip. The trip to Milan was so iconic. It brought us great photo shoots, it brought us quite a bit of legendary drama, and you know I love the ghosties. So I'm really excited to get into this episode today.
0: Oh, I am really excited to talk about this trip because, you know, this time around, obviously the budget in the bar definitely had been raised since the girls went to Paris in season one. There is so much that happens in just these two episodes. And I don't want to waste any time because we have a very special guest who's joining us today we had to bring all of you another amazing contestant from Top Model, and I am so excited to welcome to our show from America's Next Top Model Cycle Two. We have April Wilkner. Hi, April. How are hi. you?
1: Hi, I'm great. How are you? Hi, hi Shay. Hi Maxwell.
0: Uh, well, I'm doing fine. I'm I'm uh, so much of me is just like dying on the inside because, um, I'm such a fan of yours. I'm just going to say this, that in my mind, you have to be, um, the best poser I've seen come out of America's next top model. Like, as we continue to go through these photos, I mean, constantly, 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 I'm just all like, wow. I was like, April was the first girl that we saw on the show that really was modeling H2T before Tyra was really giving that advice about doing that. Like, I still think about your underwater shoot and just like the absolute, just like beauty of like you grabbing onto that heel and just like the focus in your eyes it is just everything. I just, I just absolutely love you. So thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Okay. Coming from an icon like you, you just made like the hairs on the back of my neck stick up. You just made me feel so fierce. Like, thank you. you,
2: that's, are how so
0: you fierce. that's how you oh, made you. me feel as oh. um, a fan watching the show so many years ago. Um, I actually... Um funny story I was um when the season was there and I was on the swim team um in high school and uh I remember after you guys had done the under- underwater shoot and I was doing warm ups like for diving off the diving board I was literally practicing my poses in the pool and my coach was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, what kind of stroke is that show? Yeah, exactly. I
0: was like, it's, no, it's it's nothing. It's like this thing you wouldn't understand. So, stroke um, of fashion. yeah, right. just a little stroke of fashion. So, a I'm little curious. underwater ballet. April, did you watch Cycle um, One before auditioning for the show?
1: I did. I did. Uh, it was. It was in the really early days of reality TV. I, you know, and I I don't even think I had cable. So, you know, y- y'all remember this was when yeah. you had a certain amount of channels on uh-huh. your TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember, gosh, I really, I was living in South Beach, Miami. I remember flipping through one night and I think, <sighs> I think it was Robin was on the screen when I flipped and I was mm-hmm. saying, Oh, what's, what's on UPN? Like I hadn't heard about the show, but I uh-huh. kind of sucked in in a moment and said, Oh, Tyra Banks has a new reality show. This looks cool. And I just got completely taken over.
0: by it. Yes. <laughs> So good. So good. So after seeing cycle one, what what was it that made you want to go out and audition for, for the show?
1: It was, I, I think I had always a low grade secret that I was fascinated by the modeling industry. I bought,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember the author, but there was a book that came out in the nineties when I was just an itty bitty preteen uh, mm-hmm. about the modeling industry. I think it was called, I think it was just called model. And uh-huh. I bought it pr- secretly and hid it in my room and read about it. Cause my mom forbid, she forbid me to model. Uh-huh. Um, even though I was this gangly tall girl. And so there was this weird Pandora's box fascination with what is this industry about? I knew nothing. And I was uh-huh. very intrigued. And I also, you know, I, I, I studied broadcasting in school and I always had dreams to host like good morning America or Lisa Ling Uh-oh, was on mate. the view back uh-huh. then. And I thought, Oh my God, icon idol. I want, I want to yes. do what she does. And um, it was kind of a combination of wanting to break into television, but having this fascination with the modeling industry
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. And I, I mean, it's it, it was really interesting because uh, you came from a completely different world going into America's sex top model. You were you were working with a Fortune five hundred company, is yeah. that correct? Yes. HL
1: it's- Worldwide Logistics. There's me and a bunch of like White dudes in their fifties. I love my team. It. Yeah.
0: Yes, DHL Worldwide Logistics. Mm-hmm. i <laughs> And how not old sexy. Are you... <laughs> well, how old were you um at the time that you auditioned?
1: I was twenty-three. So I was sort of fresh out of college. Um uh-huh. it was my first job out of out of college. And oh, I wow. hated, I mean it. what? <laughs> I hated <it. laughs> You were like, anyway. okay, so I definitely
0: need a change. So a question what was the um audition process like for you for cycle I, two
1: right I I realize now just how lucky I got when I think back on this because I <laughs> I went out to Best Buy and I bought like one you know home home cam recorder and I just oh, filmed, yeah. filmed a little hey I'm April and you know uh interview at home mailed it in mailed in like a VHS tape in an envelope with with some swimsuit pictures that I now realize how tawdry they are in (laughs) in my apartment and um I actually got a call from the head of casting or the producers to say, hey, we got your tape. We love your story. Um, The story I told was how I originally was rejected from NYU and I went to campus and I like demanded to meet with the dean and and argued my (laughs) way in. Um, And they asked me to come to the open call in Miami, which also Yoanna and Camille were both at that same call, but they they didn't uh, make me wait in line. Same with uh-huh. Camille and Joanna, They said, you girls can come to the front. We flagged you for producers to see first. Uh-huh. And all three of us were cast from that Miami casting call.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys had already been encountered each other previous when we saw you all just getting picked up on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so we, we yeah. talked about that on the bus. We were like, how random. Like, you guys just show up, and there's just, like, a bus ready to just come and sweep you up and, and, and bring you into this fantasy world that is top model. So um, we've gone through you know, uh, many of the episodes. So where we are right now on Cycle 2 is um, the international trip where you all got to go to Milan. How excited were you when you found out that you would be one of the finalists going to Milan?
1: It was a game-changing moment. I, For me, that was the moment where I realized just how phenomenally lucky we all were to go on a trip like that. And I know this sounds weird to say because it, it seems like you don't see the side of it. But in my mind, I'm going, we're getting a free trip. <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. all
1: about the, those deals, you know? Yeah. And I'm going, we are getting a free trip to Milan. We're not paying a dime to have this incredible international experience. And like, that wasn't lost on me that I'm yeah. getting on a plane. I'm staying yeah. in this fancy hotel. I'm eating this amazing yes. food and it's all on production. Oh. Um, so that, that was where my mind was at. Just holy moly. Like, I get to experience this incredible, beautiful place. I had been to Italy in high school. I mostly just uh, got really drunk and went out to clubs. (laughs) um, Yeah, this this one I was sober for most of it. And um, to just have that amazing experience, that was almost like – of course we are in it. We are in the competition. We are focused, but Mm -hmm. I think we all had this shift then of, okay, yes, we're in this competition. We're filming a show, but we are in Italy. Let is let's absorb that. Let's enjoy this time. Let's Mm -hmm. enjoy each other. And it just, it, it kind of grounded us, I think, to be there and and see just how lucky we were.
0: Oh, that's like, honestly, I, it, it, especially in comparison to the, the trip that the, the girls had on Cycle 1, where they were in the really, really, really tiny apartment in Paris, it felt like um, what y'all were experiencing was a much more luxurious, like, top model S, like, you know, emerging model going um, to Europe versus staying in a really uh, dodgy hostel It was
1: bougie. Yeah. Yes. Probably not realistic.
0: (laughs) But we love
2: it. Your guys' whole trip was definitely like much more luxe. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head when you said game changing. Because, like, not only was it like a game changer in the franchise, but it really changed the way we looked at the trips too. Because, like, I feel like there's makeover day and then there's the trip is like the two like pivotal points in each cycle. So it's super cool you guys got to do that.
1: It's almost as if. The first cycle is more realistic. Like a new, fresh model who's never been overseas, uh-huh. they're gonna stay in a crappy hotel. In most cases, a really tiny, not always clean model's uh, apartment that the agency yeah. provides. So we almost got to experience what an internationally successful model yeah. would experience. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah. We know, so we were not complaining at all.
0: Oh, I love that now. Going into this trip, now you had done amazing in both the commercial and the music video. So how were you feeling competition-wise when you landed in Italy? Like what was going through April's mind? Besides like, yes, I'm lucky to have this amazing trip. Like like, what were you anticipating? Like what, what were you thinking when you finally like touched down in Europe?
1: I think at that point, I was, I was confident, you know, up until then, I, I, I'm someone who always, I I have a tendency in my early twenties to like focus on what can I improve on instead of just celebrating the victories. So I think leading Mm -hmm. into that, there were so many of us there, we were all getting mixed reviews from different people. I was really hard on myself and I, I didn't really see myself as a front runner, but when we got to Italy, it did start sinking in that, wow, it's, it's going to be one of us. And Mm I, I was confident. I wasn't like cocky. I didn't think I have this in the bag Uh or anything, but I did. It was when I said, you know what? I could, I could actually win this for the first time. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, because at this point you really had such a momentum going. You had several mini challenge wins under your belt. Um and you were just doing so so well at this point, so I mean you definitely um as a viewer were a front runner going in to Italy into the situation, and when we think about um the contestants that we had left at that point, you know yourself Mercedes Yoanda <laughs> Yoanda Shandy uh, and Camille, um you all were so completely different and had your own vibe and your own style and you all kind of fit into your own separate kind of pockets within the modeling industry and i think that was what was really cool um especially about season two once we were getting to the finals because we're looking at the contestants that were left and we're like wow all of these individuals are all really dynamic in their own way so i felt like italy was kind of where like another competition was about to start you know for, for sure. all of you and uh as a viewer being able to also be exposed to like Italian fashion at that time I was just like ah oh, just like how sickening how cool how how fun and and y'all got to take your little ghosties with your cute little um boy models how was yes. that
1: that was really fun. Uh, riding on a moped was fun. I wish we, we were all so exhausted by that point. That, because
0: Okay. That's what I like now as someone who's like traveled, I was just all like, wait, so you're telling me they took this international flight and then they had to land and then spend like a whole day doing ghosties. I was like, how tired were you guys?
1: Oh, yeah. So just so you know, real time, <laughs> because you don't always see everything, we went from Sitting in a restaurant in Little Italy in New York. It was probably lunchtime on on what let's say a Wednesday. Uh-huh. Tyra comes in says, you know, we do this rap and she's like, you're going to Milan. We race uh-huh. home from there, have 30 minutes to pack, rush to the airport, get on a plane, fly to Italy, still haven't slept, mind you, okay? Land yeah get from the airport to the agency, get on the back of a moped. I don't know how many hours transpired, but we basically, once we're on the mopeds, we still haven't slept from the time you saw us eating in the restaurant in New York. Oh. That's why we kind of looked a hot mess for our go see. Right. (laughs) I was like, y'all don't want to give us some time to shower and maybe blow dry our hair a little bit.
0: Oh, right. (laughs) They were like, oh no.
1: Oh, my bans were doing it. Yeah, my bangs were doing a not good, like sweaty bang. Like it was not, we were not on top of our game for those go seats, but we were exhausted. The mopeds were fun, but I, oh, I kid you not, they were definitely a safety issue. A few of us were doing like the head nod, fall asleep oh, thing, yeah. and thank God we could oh grab God. onto those guys. Yeah, I'm shocked one of us didn't fall off. That's how tired we were.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely imagine. Like, this is all so amazing. And we're going to get back into it, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to talk more about this trip to Milan. All right, we are back and we are chatting with April from Cycle 2 of Top Model. And today we are talking about the iconic trip to Milan, Italy. The trip in Top Model is definitely a major turning point in the cycle. We've gotten rid of the girls not ready for international stardom. And we get to really see the models get put to work. Maxwell, can you remind us about what happened on this episode of Top Model?
2: Well, April already got this party started. So you guys showed up at. uh, You guys were told you're going to Tyra and Heidi's house, which was IMG Models Management, and you guys have your little meeting there, and then you're off to the lunch with um, Tyra and in Little Italy. And that rap she sang was so hilarious. (laughs) I I know. Like I still think about it. Thirty two C with no silly.
0: Yes. (laughs) Cone. <laughs> oh.
2: At the end of the song, yeah, you guys find out you're going to Milan, you're thrown on the back of these Vespas. It's a crazy time.
0: Yes. And and you know what we talk about this a lot in um cycle two. I just love how much like Tyra comes around y'all and you know acts like she's just like one of the models, just kind of like this big sister vibe. And you know, she really takes the time to let you guys know what is important about Italy and that it's high fashion over there you know it's not all about being soft and pretty but you know where it's more more about the allure of italian sexy so you have to be edgy april what's going through your mind when you're getting these these tips from tyra about what you can be expecting in your trip in italy
1: whenever tyra came to talk to us i was like just mental notes on speed like uh-huh. just yeah. trying to absorb everything she was telling us, take it in. Like to me, I was like in model school and she was yeah. Professor Banks and I better yeah. listen to what she has to say because she's an icon. She is one of the most successful models, especially of my time. I remember Absolutely. as a little girl opening up uh, the swimsuit issue and mm-hmm. seeing her for the first time, like her kind yeah. of one of her breakout images. So she's an icon. And she knows what she's talking about. And I think we were really lucky. The girls in Cycle 2 really did get a lot of opportunity to actually speak with Tyra. She really took a lot of time because it was the first really high-budget season uh-huh. she was invested in both the show and in all of us so we mm-hmm. i think we really got to see her a lot more and get a lot of advice from her way more than a lot of the other cycles like i've gone back yeah. to other cycles i taught broadcasting skills to cycle 8 and she had so Uh much going on during that, like her talk show and other things Mm -hmm. that they didn't get as much Tyra as we did. So when, when I, when, when Banks was in front of us, I was like taking mental notes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I, and I, and I do like, that's one thing that we noticed about cycle too. And I love that you really just confirmed the fact that you guys got to really spend all this quality one-on-one time with Tyra because it all, as a viewer just seemed so, so, so valuable. So I, you said something which I was like shook by. And I want to go back to this because you said that y'all had 30 minutes to pack for this international... Okay, so y'all have been living in this apartment in New York for how many weeks at this point? And you have to go and just rummage and collect all your things?
1: And that was a total producer decision to create a moment of chaos, 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We moved in. We started filming, I think, late August, like August Uh 29th, something By the time we were flying to Italy, it was early October. So we'd been there for a month. Yeah. Wow. Which means... With us ladies, we not only have everything we brought with us, but we've been shopping. Yeah. (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: We were hitting up H&M and different stores to try to get something fresh to wear to judging every week. So we had uh a lot of stuff. And they did say, not only did we only have 30 minutes, they said, "You you all have to bring everything you need in one bag. It was a chaos and they promised us that they would make sure everything we left behind would be shipped to us. And I, it was. They did okay. hold to that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't lose a single thing. Yeah, um, but that was chaos. And to, it's not just like you're packing to go see like your mom or something. You're uh-huh. packing in thirty minutes to try to impress an international modeling agency.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like it, it. Like I'm somebody that really does need time to pack, unless I, or else I'll just like forget so many important, crucial things. And I feel like if somebody um, only gave me thirty minutes like i i would probably show up to milan with like um sweatpants an electric toothbrush and like some lotion and that would probably be it <laughs> and i'd yeah. be like what i'd be like what happened in those 30 minutes
2: <laughs> che what would you do if drag race traveled like what if there was a a, a challenge where you had to go perform at a bar in like somewhere else
0: Okay. So immediately um, when April was saying that they were like, Hey, we'll ship your stuff back to you. And they did. I was like, wow, impressive because um, sometimes just in drag race, like when we have um, challenges in the workroom that are like, um, like sewing challenges where we have to like create things and get ready for the runway. And we all use those workroom tables that are all so like landing points to get these shots. So if we have a long day and we did something at the, um, like on the runway and there was an elimination and like, we didn't like perfectly clean up, like our space, like the crew comes in and just like cleans it up. So if your stuff is like left out, you I, like, there was like some really beautiful custom nails that I had done that I never saw, like after a certain week in drag race. And I like looked all over to see if I could find them. They were just gone. So I was just like, okay, um, definitely, um, props to the top model, um, production team for making sure everybody got their things. <laughs> yeah. well, it
1: would have been so hard for you if you, if you traveled, because you, you're not just, you're, you're a production. You need all of your production uh, equipment.
0: Absolutely. Like yeah. a full on like one woman production company. You're the yeah. clam, you know, you're all of that. So yeah. like, yeah there's so many things the list of things that need to be packed for a drag gig are insane um but you know there's definitely been times where like luggage has been lost and you know you have to try and borrow things from girls that live locally and and get some makeup from the drugstore and you just have some yeah. fun yeah. i think that's
1: why i think because of that happening it's why one of our challenges in italy Was to cut up the shirt and, like, all right, you land in Uh Italy and your luggage is lost. Uh, (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) How are you going to style yourself? Because you're meeting Anna Wintour right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually kind of
1: believable. Although you probably just go buy something, but.
0: Right. Be like, oh, can someone just like run to like the archives at Versace and just pull me (laughs) something so I'm not (laughs) embarrassing myself in front of Anna? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So first things first, I mean, I know that you're like really like, A, this is such a whirlwind experience, but when you land and and after you have your meeting with Tyra um, at the agency to let you all know that you're going to be going on these go-seeds, and then you figure out that you're going to be going to them on a Vespa, you guys are already tired. Like, were you really excited or was there a piece of you that was just all like, oh my God, I'm going to have to hold on to this guy on this Vespa all day?
1: I was excited because I I think what I had going for me, like mentality-wise, is this total being completely green to the modeling industry. Mm -hmm. So for me, even auditioning, it it was like this little girl in me going, wait, is there someone in the world that actually believes I could be a model? Mm. Because I I had never modeled before. Some of the girls had done, you know, a little local modeling Mm. or been repped before I hadn't. So there's this question in your mind of, could I, and being on the show, even it took a few photo shoots for me to even really start to own that. Maybe I could do this thing and have a career Mm -hmm. as a model. And so by the time we were in Italy, I was just still really excited to go meet an agent because maybe they'll see something in me and and say, yes, you could be a model. So it was all still very new Mm
0: -hmm. and fresh
1: and exciting. And I I love an adventure. I love a Vespa, like I'm a sporty girl. So that part of it just made it fun and the guys were cute (laughs) (laughs) and we were Uh, so starved for male attention as well by that point right
0: so y'all were like let me just like hold on to some biceps let me just like curl around this like this cute little Italian boy and so okay you have this already like long travel day you're on the Vespa you're going to these go sees and then you guys have the test agent that Tyra set up for you all to meet with. And <laughs> what a
1: nightmare. Why'd you do
0: that, Tyra? Oh my gosh. Now, like, obviously this this duo is being just so just rude and problematic. Like, what? Like, did you think that they were really legit when you were in this situation?
1: I had no Clue. I was so not savvy to the ways of reality TV back then. Uh-huh. In my defense, it's because it was still so new.
0: Yeah, that
1: you. To me, I grew up watching The Real World, where everything's really mm-hmm. documentary. Everything's mm-hmm. real and raw. I I didn't even know when we were filming that they would be able to edit things in a way to to sort of make something look different than it was. So yeah, I I had a very naive perspective. I never thought even, even the producers would be trying to create situations to manipulate things. And I certainly never thought that they would be planting people to behave in a certain <laughs> way. I just thought, well, okay, she's, she's got a, an attitude and these two are just really you know saucy. And I guess, you know, <laughs> that exists in this industry. Never crossed my mind that this was a setup. Never.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. And it, it, it's just like, I think about it now you know watching it back now and like how honestly terrible that they were reacting it, it it really was so um fun to see how all of you girls handled it because I feel like everyone handled it really well I even I even, <laughs> even love Camille sitting there and basically debating them on Uh-oh. why she was qualified for the job I always say I wish
1: I had a little Camille in me. Like you know, we we see we see things in other people that we go, uh-huh. "Oh, I could take a little I could take like a tablespoon of Camille in yes. my soul because yes. she she will not back down and she does not get walked over and she yes. owns her power and she uh-huh. totally owned that room." <laughs> <with> yes. <them.
2: laughs> I just ah uh, yeah. Every Friday you put a teaspoon of Camille in your coffee, just like mm-hmm. that's what yes. you need, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then carry it through yeah. the
0: weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. The confident, the ever, ever confident Camille. You know, we 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 were saying Justice for Camille last week because we we talk about how, you know, definitely uh we get the edit that, you know, Camille was the villain of season two. But in watching it back, I always love and appreciate someone that has, like, unshakable confidence, even if they're not even performing the best. Like, you couldn't tell Camille that she there, – there was no telling Camille that she was not the most gorgeous, sickening girl. And and if you did, she would explain to you why she was. <laughs> and it's just, like, watching later as a fan now, that's, like, that's just, like, some of the most entertaining, entertaining television that I've seen. Oh,
1: yeah. So, and it's an asset in that industry. Industry, It,
0: it is. Yes. It is.
1: You tell people how much to value you. And she mm-hmm. walks into a room and says, my value is sky high and you better all get on board. You know? Yes.
2: That's why I always thought it was so weird that they like ended up like critiquing her on her overconfidence. I was like, but isn't that what you want? Like, aren't you <laughs> right. so upset when the girl doesn't come in the room and command attention? So I thought that well, was Well, they want
0: to tell you that. They want to tell you. It's nice for them. It's lovely for them to be like, hey, be more confident versus you being like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, that, I'm that bitch. Um, so on, on this go-see around, it was really interesting as well in comparison to the other cycles in their go-sees. Because this, uh, this one definitely felt more like a personality test versus a go-see challenge.
1: Yeah, how and do you so, handle something?
0: Exactly, exactly. And so you guys you guys arrived back at D management with uh, David and Tyra. And who do you think should have won the challenge?
1: Well, now in hindsight that I have been able to see how everybody mm-hmm. handled it. Okay, to be honest, I can't remember who won, but I can give you my honest assessment who I think <laughs> should have won. If yes. it's a personality challenge in my book, Mercedes is always a winner. She knows mm-hmm. how to like turn lemons into lemonade. She knows yeah. how to take any moment. And it's, it's like almost Camille needs a little tablespoon of Mercedes <laughs> with her confidence. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. it's great to be confident. And Mercedes is confident. She's not a, a pushover. But she... And, you know, we, her and I have been working together in, in L.A. for a long time, so I've seen in mm-hmm. person how she can do it in audition rooms as well. She can turn something sour into something sweet, and that's an yeah. asset. And if memory serves, that's what she did that day.
2: So mm-hmm. I would say
1: she deserves to win. I am totally blanking out on who actually won.
2: <laughs> Camille. i Arch- yeah. Camille won. Yes. <laughs> oh, but, even because, though she kind
1: of rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, because it was the agent who chose the yes. winner, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And she, and it was funny because that panel, they were like, they gave her a bad critique about it, and Camille was like, "But I won." She's like, That's "I won the no beauty challenge." Yeah,
1: I remembered the bad critique. That's why I, I remember. I see this part. I remember the judges said. You know, you never want to talk back to a client. And they praised Ioana for finding the light in the room, like a a true model. So I kind of thought, oh, maybe Ioana won. But I I remembered Mercedes spinning it in a positive way. So interesting. See, that's where stuff sometimes doesn't add up on top model. You have the judges and production's perception. But then that guy at the agency, truthfully, he probably just chose the girl whose portfolio he liked the best, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. I forgot that she won. Oh, and yeah, then she got sent home? Yeah. <laughs>
0: that doesn't add up. They were like, Man. bye, girl. <laughs> they were like, it's been good, Camille, but um, time for you to go home.
1: <laughs> we'll send you away with a prize.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. No, and I and I feel like that's definitely one of the things, too, that's similar, I feel, in Drag Race is, you know, there will be certain ways that the, the challenge is communicated and presented to you by producers production and so you you view it as a certain way but when you get out there on the main stage the judges don't always see it the same way and it feels like almost we're like did we were we presented like two different assignments you know it's confusing right yeah because you're just like I feel like I did my homework and I did the assignment but the judges are telling me no so you're like uh." (laughs) question were you surprised by um the agency's um critiques of you
1: in italy Mm -hmm. can you refresh my memory what was their criticism of me in italy i remember top model criticism but italy specific Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not recalling
2: if i remember correctly i think they said that you weren't confident and you didn't have like a passion for fashion and i remember being like no, I think she's totally evolved into I, yeah. <laughs> a, a fashion fashion queen.
1: Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I have this thing sometimes, and now it makes sense that that was their criticism, where I feel I feel a certain way. And I think I'm projecting that feeling with my body language, with my face, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm making this big bowl of pasta bolognese, right? And I'm serving oh, yeah. it up, and everybody's like, mm, "Pesto, thanks." And <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, what? That's not what I was cooking up in here." You know, sometimes. I'm I've grown to be aware, you know. I'm a grown-ass woman now, so you learn your life lessons that what I'm feeling and what I think I'm putting out is not always what is being received and I think that's what happened in that. You know, they they didn't feel what I was feeling. They didn't pick up on what I was giving out and it just some you can't align with everybody, yeah, right?
0: Uh-huh. That's so true. And I mean, definitely as a fan, it was um confusing because um I felt like what because you like you said you always were taking such good notes when like Tyra or anybody was speaking and so I feel like um what they were trying to communicate was like you being like over studious or you know kind of uh over analytical I remember you they used the word analytical yeah. I was just so she like thinks, what?
1: she thinks too much I'm like models are intelligent beings like we we are thinking feeling women you're telling me not to think okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) why'd you do that Tyra we will take a quick break All right, we are back. At this point, you girls, okay, you had traveled from NYC to Milan and been dragged all over Italy. So when you finally make it back to your apartment in Italy, you have a tyro mail saying, Many years ago, Verona was the home of Romeo and Juliet. Tomorrow it'll be the home of your first photo shoot in Italy. Be ready at 7:30. The next day, you girls meet Jay Manuel and Arena de D- Jay Manuel and Arena Di Verone for your solstice sunglass photo shoot. You all get to wear high-end designer glasses and will be photographed by Massimo Castoli. This is definitely one of the most high-fashion photo shoots that you girls got to do on this cycle. April, how surreal was it to be in that arena
1: shooting this? That was next level. That was, I mean, all of the photo shoots, obviously, were, uh-huh. for me, fish out of the box next level. But uh-huh. to be in Italy in a fresh air Outdoor environment in an epic, like iconic yeah. arena like that, and wearing that fashion and yeah. having that styling, that type, that level yeah. of hair and makeup. That was when I, I think it. Other than the underwater shoot, it really felt the most like okay. Now we're really stepping into high, high fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I Which mean, funny
1: because
2: Nolé Marin was also at that photo shoot. He was at this high fashion shoot and that one. And I also noticed the like high fashion parallels and thought it was interesting that he was at both of them.
0: Yes, you know, you need Nolay Marin and his little Pomeranian um, to ensure that you get the best high fashion um, photography that you can get. Like those images um, live rent-free in my mind. Um, They also lived rent-free in my locker in high school because you could go to the website and I would like... (gasps) My dad would be so mad because I would waste the ink on his Epson printer printing out the photos of you. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh, the website, that's right. We had like a website on upn.com or something where you could download all the images. Yes. I remember.
0: (sighs) I was doing it like make, I I would keep them like five by seven so that I could get like them all like stacked in my locker. But yeah, you know, and then it would get to the point where the, the locker door would be full and then I would have to like kind of you know be like okay well whose photo shoot do I want to keep up here who's you know has to go it was really hard it was really really hard oh, um, this is blowing my mind Shay <laughs> like blowing
1: you are such an icon and to just like it's one of these things it just doesn't connect in the reality of my brain and that's okay
0: <laughs> it's like one of those things that you know you all were so inspiring to me as a youth and that like It's the same way that I feel like my fans and some of the younger viewers of RuPaul's Drag Race look at the contestants of the show. It's like, you all were our superstars. You were our, just like we just were so connected to you and your stories. And then you were also going out here, living these fantasies, you know, and creating these iconic, memorable photo shoots and fashion moments. Like, we have no choice but to stand, you know. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about some of these photos because this whole photo series is just truly stunning. Because it's one of my favorites of the, the the franchise. So first up, let's talk about your photo. This dress, first and foremost, on you. This like the the yellow, the orange, like this sun. I I love it. It's one of my
1: favorite colors. I still, to this day, yellow is like a power color of mine. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel vibrant and alive. So Mm -hmm. that dress was, I don't remember if they gave me a choice at all, but if they had, I would have picked that off the rack.
2: (laughs) That color is a 10 on you. I'm just like looking at you lying on that rock and I'm just like, I just, it's so gorgeous. I
1: loved, loved that dress.
2: Who made it? Do you remember?
1: I I think it was Valentino. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's just what came to top of brain.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: I was, I got to do a lot of Valentino runway when I was in Hong Kong and th- the dresses are just next level. Like,
0: absolutely beautiful. Um, Valentino, just absolutely lovely. Can't say enough. They're, they're very, they're, they're lovely. They're, they're It's, it's weird for me to be like, kind of say like we're, they're friends of mine at the house, but they've been really lovely and they're so kind to me. So shout out to, to the folks at Valentino.
1: I love them Um, even more now.
0: Yes. Um, so which, do you remember which designer glasses you, did you have? Because I I know. I believe.
1: Yeah. And I got to keep them. I remember that because I remember the day I was so sad. They broke. Um, i believe i had chanel nice yeah
2: i wanted and to nice. ask <laughs> those. i wanted to ask if you got to keep them too because when watching shandy is wearing the pink ones after um her night in the hot tub oh yeah wearing, oh she is, yes
0: she is wearing them to like,
2: probably block her hangover i would imagine but i was like i was like oh those pink i've seen those pink glasses before yeah
1: yes. i do remember that at the end of the shoot they asked all of us you know i don't know if necessarily we kept the ones we shot in but i i i think i loved mine and they were mm-hmm. chanel
0: Yes. Now, um, when it came to the photo selection, do you feel like this, this shot was your best shot?
1: It was a strong shot. Like, you know, when they pop on screen, you kind of either Mm -hmm. are happy or you cringe. Mm -hmm. And when it came Mm -hmm. on, I felt like it was strong. It's hard to tell if it is the strongest shot because we weren't some shoots they did allow us to see like the Steve Madden shoot we're going through Uh and Uh picking. But other than that shoot, we see nothing. So that means we don't see the terrible shots that might make (laughs) us feel like, oh, God. Uh, But we might not see some Mm -hmm. of our best shots or a shot that maybe we liked better. Um, And I've learned from watching future cycles, you know, just hosting for CoverGirl, I watch Mm -hmm. like the next six seasons to interview the girls, Mm -hmm. that – The girls were getting savvy to the fact that um, they didn't always have their best shot chosen. It's not something Mm -hmm. that occurred to us back then. We were not hip to that. We didn't think that way. We weren't uh, paranoid about that.
0: Yes. Um, So on set, they said, April, you're very consistent. Continue to do a great job. On panel, they said that they need more passion That they were feeling like you're gorgeous, but playing it safe. And the judges were indifferent to the photo. Some love it and some hate it, which honestly I don't agree with. I remember, what was it, Janet? Janet said Janice my vibrator
1: that, just died.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just all like, I mean, uh, she looks fantastic. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, maybe it was just because I was a viewer that I saw the whole package, you know, um, but we could really tell how, at this point, just how committed you were to succeed in fashion.
1: Yeah. I was in and, it
0: to win it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and that's the type of attitude that we need from a winner. Yeah. So. We know that Shandy had some issues with finding the right pose, but Jay Manuel tells her that she needs to not think about it. And they said that her look was very Italian vogue with a great go-see. And Janice said that she was perfection personified. The photographer said that it was his favorite photo that he had taken all year. And the judges want Shandy to be more confident. The part that I love about this... Um, especially the photographer living for Shandy's shot so much. Having spoken with Shandy, she let us know that, that that shot was actually in between, like her trying to actively pose and that they just captured her in a moment. And that's what led to that. Talk
1: about Oh, I love that. Those are some of
0: those magical moments, you know, because I think it was that moment that she actually kind of probably just dropped her energy a little bit, that it felt more cool. And like, she's just hanging out, you know, here in this beautiful arena. Next up we have Mercedes. Now Jay Manuel says that they think Mercedes is too commercial and he worries that she won't break into high fashion. He said toothpaste model. If I remember correctly, given the note that she needs to present herself as more versatile during her go-see. The photo is gorgeous, and she was able to convey the high fashion, and the photographer said that he had the greatest connection with her, but her look is commercial. Jana says that this shot is almost an A. April, what do you feel about Mercedes' shot from this photo shoot?
1: I remember her shot was very high fashion. She she had that you know uh, it was, was very big in the '90s and the 2000s. Uh-huh. That shoulder shrug forward, Punch.
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she served.
1: What do they call it? like high value? It's, or she she served an expensive aura with her face. Yeah,
0: uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I
2: love an expensive aura.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it too. I yeah. love it
0: too. Yeah, and and uh oh, man. I just think that she looks absolutely stunning in this. And I thought the pose was very Italian, high fashion. Oh, yeah. High fashion hunch, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she
2: was in the bottom two for this, which I thought was like a crime. Yeah. It's so weird
1: who ends up in the bottom two. I, sometimes it really doesn't make sense. Sometimes it makes sense if something happens that week. Other times you're uh-huh. just kind of like, what? And yeah, I know a lot of it's been brought up a, in a lot of interviews that I've done of people saying when I was eliminated, that was actually the first time I'd ever been in the bottom two, which is why oh, I came wow. as a yeah, shock. wow. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah.
0: Like, no, no
1: fire, no warning. Why'd you do that,
0: Tyra? <laughs> yeah, No player no, no gun.
1: Um, but also, luckily for me, I never had to have that you know gut-wrenching feeling of standing there and then mm-hmm. oh you're staying which is great but yeah. the terrifying fear of leaving yeah
0: uh-huh oh gosh I can Who? it's like I was like I can't imagine because I've been in a similar situation but there's always the the moment of the lip sync where you're like okay I at least have this one last opportunity to save myself yes. so Like, let me just like channel all I have to just like push through for these like three to four minutes.
1: Yes, you get to, you get to fight.
0: Right. And like, that's the part where you're like, okay, it's a make or break it moment. And, um, I was like, okay, like, I'm like, wow, I wonder if like on top model, if they ever like, this is just me just imagining what it would be like for there to be like a final little challenge for the bottom two, whether it's like a walk-off, like very like Zoolander style. Like,
1: <laughs> I would or, have like, loved that. Cause I'm like the Seabiscuit model. I love a challenge. You tell me yes. I'm about to be given the boot. That is when I put on my work hat and I dig yeah. deep.
0: <laughs> yes. You know. I would have
1: loved that. Especially if it was a lip sync battle because I'm a huge fan of karaoke and lip-syncing <laughs> yes
0: Yes. okay so now after this um amazing photo shoot uh we could tell at least that you know Camille's attitude definitely seemed to be one of the main reasons that she was sent home this week and the following week following you girls are given a lesson on style and how to dress like a model you meet with stephen fairchild at his showroom and he teaches you about shapes and silhouettes your challenge is to take 200 euros and to go to the flea market and get a fierce look i Really love this challenge because it was a great lesson for girls to learn. And the things that Steven taught you about style, I think, are classic and timeless. Did you find that uh, Steven's lessons were helpful in this situation?
1: I remember Steven. This, Mm -hmm. and this probably isn't something that came across on the show, so a little insider info.
0: Mm -hmm. His
1: feedback for me was actually really emotionally validating
0: top model facts
1: facts. because up until that point um it, it never made air but a lot of the feedback i was given in judging was that i was too muscular um that i my body looked like a dancer and and not a model and so they were um telling me to healthfully uh not work out as much and just not eat as much carbs so that I could lean out. So the most muscular part of my body is my legs. Uh-huh. And so I started getting a little insecure in showing my legs. So judging mm-hmm. and photo shoots and things, I was sort of gravitating towards choosing pants or longer uh-huh. dresses. And Stephen called me out. He goes, April, I, I feel like you're, you're choosing or you're styling to hide your legs. Your legs are your best asset as a model. You have incredible legs. You need to show your legs. Yeah. And it made me feel so good to hear a designer, especially a high fashion designer, say that. Um, it was really meaningful, and so I yeah. took that to the flea market and was like, "I'm going to rock a mini skirt." Yeah, um, and it's why I cut my outfit in that challenge to be a short <laughs> dress. Yes, and so he he gave me that confidence back of showing, you know, showing your strong legs and not feeling like mm-hmm. oh, just because you're a model, they have to be this toothpick legs. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I really loved him for that. I love that he gave me that confidence back. And that's how I approached that challenge. Like show the legs.
0: <laughs> that is so wild to hear that you were um, critiqued for being, for having too athletic of a body, because honestly, I felt like of all the girls um, in your season, you had the best body. And I, and I, and I, and I love like, to me, I think strong, athletic, bodies are beautiful. And you had said that you uh, practice yoga, correct? Like, mm, I do you yoga. Were, I do a
1: lot of different things, but yeah.
0: Which, you know, I feel like was really, um, you could tell in um, your posing. I don't know if you have dance experience either, but I just, the the way that you are always so in tune with like, it just felt like the, the tip of your head to your toes, to your fingertips, like you were always just like so aware of what your, your body was doing. And so I don't know. I, I, I thought that you were absolutely fierce. Always the, 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 the very first airbrushing Adam and Eve shoot. I thought that you looked sickening. Um, yeah. So for all you listeners out there, if anyone ever tells you that you, your body is too athletic and you still want a model, don't listen. No. Um, and
1: I think yeah. now I, I am so happy to say the industry has changed. You know, this was 2003. This was coming off that Kate Moss 90s, wave thin Mm -hmm. really kind of anorexic is the in-look era. Yeah. And it is no more. It is no more. I I really believe that we've had a huge shift. And Mm -hmm. I just happened to begin at a time where it was just at the cusp of embracing a healthier, more fit fit body.
0: And so – after this, the this challenge with Stephen Fairchild, it's clear that you know you you all need to have some fun, to let your hair down. April, you definitely, I feel like as a viewer, played the good girl in the group. Maxwell, do you want to fill our uh, our listeners in on um, the iconic night that I could be referring to that I'm referring to?
2: Yes, of course. So before you know, in between your little break of. With Stephen Fairchild, you girl, Joanna invites the models over from the Vespas for some dinner and some wine. You girls definitely let us know that you have not seen men in a very, very long time. And I mean, things get a little wild. And obviously, we know that um, Shandy cheated on her boyfriend, Eric.
0: Yes, yes, we did. So, like, we've we've talked about this with Shandy um, before. And, you know, like I said, it was obvious that you girls were in need of some fun. Do you think um, production knew that you guys needed to let your hair down and was hoping that you guys would have like this crazy wild night that would lead to what we got? Or was it really just, you know, the way that the stars aligned that we got this iconic reality television um, moment?
1: I think it's both. I think Mm -hmm. production was like rubbing their palms and salivating (laughs) knowing that they were about to get some epic, highly marketable footage of Girls Gone Wild in Italy. Um, Models Gone Wild. (laughs) Yes, Models Gone Wild in Italy. So They were like, what can we do to help? Let's bring them wine. Let's make sure they have access to the models. They were serving it up on a platter. However, Mm. we're grown-ass women. We made our own Choices, yeah,
0: you know? mm-hmm. um, yes,
1: <laughs> but yeah, they were very excited that those that those are the choices
0: we wanted to make. That night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it just mean, got out like, of our way, it, and it's like it's like you guys are in your early twenties, you are aspiring models, you're in this really luxury like apartment, and in, in <clears throat> Milan, like. The setting really does set it up for there to be um, a night of debauchery. <clears throat> now, the, everything that happens with the models, uh, how, like, how long were they there that night? Like
1: A long time. I, I think I mean, dinner started around usual dinner time, and I think that uh-huh. party went. Probably into close to sunrise. It was a real party. (laughs) I think I went to sleep before everybody left, even because it was getting it was getting pretty late.
0: So long. Wow. Yeah. 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 Here I was thinking like they maybe called it quits around like a sensible two a.m. or something like that, but uh, no, they said we're going to (laughs) sunrise. Now, all this, of course, leads us to the iconic phone call between Shandy and Eric, and we talked about this with Shandy um, when she stopped by a couple weeks ago, and this moment taught us so much about accountability and how Shandy was a really great example for being an honest person. And this is also a moment for um, all of you girls as well, because you were all such good friends to Shandy during all of this. Were you allowed to make phone calls uh, when you were in Italy? Um, No. So oh, we, okay. we
1: had very limited contact with the outside uh-huh. world. It sounds like we're aliens or something, but we really did. They didn't allow us to read newspapers, listen to the radio, watch television, or mm-hmm. we had a house phone in New York, uh-huh. um, but no cell phones or anything. So that was both it was both kind of production to allow her to do that because she was struggling so much. But at the same time, I think they were very aware that they were about to get a viral reality TV moment from that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a, that was kind of a breaking of the rules of where she was allowed to make that phone call.
0: Yeah. And like after Shandy uh, made that after Shani made the call and we don't get to see what happens, but what actually happened after that call? Do you remember?
1: I remember, I remember her and I shared the bedroom upstairs. So Uh she came to bed and I sat on the edge of the bed with her and she, she cried herself to, she was devastated, you know, um, for days. I I ended up obviously getting eliminated Uh quite quickly soon after all that happened but she was a wreck from the moment it happened from the next morning through the phone call she i think even felt like she she didn't even want to win anymore i don't want to put words into her mouth or Uh speak for her but she was beating herself up so badly Mm -hmm. that i think she it took her out of the competition yeah. Yeah.
0: And and it like you could really tell that the four of you like had a really strong kind of like bonding experience during this journey and it was honestly such an important <clears throat> lesson in just helping each other and I think a lot of top model cycles and other reality shows really lack that bonding moment that you that you girls had. And I'm really glad that we got to see that on top models, seeing you all support each other like that.
1: Yeah, there were genuine, genuine friendships in that house. There really Mm -hmm. were. And I don't think you even saw enough of it because it's not you know it's not drama it's not great television mm-hmm. there's so much more love between so many of the women in our cycle than there was cattiness like that they love to show between Camille and Joanna. and they just mm-hmm. I guess it's boring to them so yeah. they didn't show it but it really it, it existed and it still does between a lot of us yes. and it was great it was beautiful
0: yeah I love that yes Well, that is all the time that we have here today, but don't worry, we will be back here on Thursday with our girl April to see what she has been up to since her days on Top Model. Thank you so much for recapping Top Model with us today, April. Did you have a good time?
1: I did. It's so fun. I mean, for me now, it feels like a different life and to get to go uh-huh. back in there. And especially with, you know, like with you, Shay and Maxwell, to to have this excitement for it again. It's like going in a time capsule. I love it.
0: <laughs> uh, it is. And that's why we like love it too, because it just holds such a special place in our heart. And it's just always lovely to like go back and just like reconnect and and actually build connections with, with you girls who we've loved for forever. So thank you. Tell everyone where they can find you online, April.
1: So I have a website. It's just my name, aprilwilkner.com. That hosts my my hosting reel, my acting reel, and uh, it has links to my YouTube channel, April in Action, which has a lot of my hosting videos for over the last decade. (laughs) Uh, And then I also just have Instagram, which is my name, April Wilkner. I I try to use that primarily nowadays for uh, spreading awareness about suicide prevention and mental health issues uh, because I'm a suicide crisis counselor.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That is amazing. Yes. That's, that's really, that's really great. I'm so touched by that. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me and Maxwell, our guests, Or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Want to Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Koulet.
2: And I'm Max Waspazito.
0: And as always, the question remains,
2: Want to Be be On top? Top?
0: Wanna be on Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any of the show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Wannabe on
1: Top, top, top. Forever
0: <coughs> Dog. To listen to wanna Be on Top ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review. Wanna be on top? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna be on top? Is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coule, Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm,
1: Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.